0: It's one of those moments where you wonder if Jason has any idea who Shel Silverstein is. Yes, I do. He's where the sidewalk ends. Have
1: you ever seen a picture of him? Yeah. He is terrifying. (laughs) Is he like a monster? He is is so scary. He looks like Anton LaVey.
2: I definitely know who that is and have a really clear point of reference. He's
1: the founder of the Church of Satan. (laughs) Oh, fun. (laughs) But no, he's terrifying. He's... He should not write children's books. He's so scary.
2: No wonder he never put a, a photo on the cover of any of his books.
1: He did. He's on the back.
2: Well, yeah, <laughs> but that's the back. You know, no one ever looks at the back. You have to actually finish so. the book to do that. And come on, when was the last time you finished a book? I read yeah, like I three pages and then I'm done.
1: Yeah, I didn't just finish like three books no. in the last two weeks.
2: Of course not. Nobody does. <laughs> it's a myth. The, the, the fact that anybody finishes books is a total fabrication by book publishers.
1: Yeah, I'm lying about my 300 books that I've read in my library.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what else you're lying about?
1: The Savage Land?
2: Welcome one and all back to the Savage Land. It's been a little while, but we're all still here. I'm Jason Hammonds. I'm Rachel. I'm Matt. Damn. See, I, I always try to like, I, I try to find a way to make it so that like we, because Matt's always worried about the rhythm of our names and like matching, matching the amount of beats. So I'll always like throw in, throw um, in my last name there and then see if we can try and, but it just, it's it never works. We're always off rhythm. I,
1: I don't know if it would work even if we did our last names.
2: Well, let's, yeah, I mean, because Matt, so Matt's, Matt's name is th- three syllables, right? What? Your, your full name is three syllables.
0: Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Three yeah. syllables.
2: So maybe, maybe Rachel, you could just go by your last name and then <laughs> Matt goes by his full name and then I'll do, let's see, I'll just, I'll, I'll abbreviate my first name. So I'll just be J. <laughs> It'll Be Jay Hammond's Pedersen and Matt Hockett. boom. See there we go. We figured it out, guys. It only took us 150 episodes or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> We're on our yeah, way to a I, hit. And
1: I lost my name in. <laughs> yeah, you in lost your first I name. Did. It's
2: an unfortunate cat. Uh, it's an unfortunate <laughs> casualty. But I think for the sake of good content, it's it's gonna it's gonna help. Yeah, a but lot. I don't.
0: I don't want to be the tentpole where you guys have to change your name. So I because now I'm the only one who has to say their full name.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. But then I mean well, okay, hold on. We could we could go Matthew Hockett and then Rachel can be Rach Petterson. Wait. <coughs> yeah, 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 that works. Yeah, yeah. So so Rach just goes by Rach, Matt goes by Matthew, and I'll I'll go by Jason, and then we're all we're all square.
1: I'm glad we figured this so Rachel, out.
2: Yeah, Rachel has to have a nickname, Matt. You've got to go by your full given name. So,
0: son of a bitch. It's
2: unfortunate. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. What the what the hell have we been up to for the last? You know, I don't know. Three weeks? Four weeks? When was the last time we had an episode? Ten years ago?
0: Probably around ten years ago. It's yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a little while, man. That's what happens when work. Well, and, and summer.
2: And summer. Yeah, Matt's Matt's been freaking working on his tan at the beach. You, should, you guys should see him. I'm I'm staring straight at his barrel chest right now, and it is it is oily and and bronzed.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I go down to the Great Salt Lake beach and I just lay down <laughs> in a bunch of brine flies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, you could you could probably just put a towel on the water itself and lay out and be totally fine.
0: You can. Oh, done it. Not Maybe the towel when,
2: part. Maybe that's the confusion with Jesus. They talk about Jesus walking on water. Maybe it was just in the salt lake. And so it's like not actually that impressive.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not quite how it works. But. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like you can't just walk on it. You just float. Says you.
0: That's,
2: I, I think that's, that's some pseudoscience that's only coming from your mouth and no actual scientist.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm a non-believer, I guess. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Uh let's let's start with with Rachel. Rachel, what's what's been going on in your life?
1: <sighs> I don't know. Nothing and everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a lot and not a little.
2: I mean Ra- Rachel what? is Rachel's moving into a freaking moving into a new place with her with her fiance.
1: Yeah.
2: Look at that. Big steps in the world.
1: I know it only took Almost three years.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Damn, Rachel does not sound bitter or impatient at all. Here's the spoiler
1: alert. I'm also
0: moving in. It's going to be
1: weird. (laughs) Yeah, Matt's moving in too. (laughs) That sounds like a sitcom if I've ever heard of one. I'm probably the more non-committal person.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Yeah, that's actually knowing knowing the two of you. Yeah, that, that sounds right.
1: Yeah, so he's, the, he's probably he's probably been
2: like for the last two years he's been like hey Rachel you want to move in Rachel's like no I want to stay here with my cat and no AC <laughs> and then when summer hit AC. she was like <laughs> do you have AC oh yeah you have a yeah yeah but it, then summer hit and you're like never mind never mind I'll move in.
1: Yeah, I, I finally came to terms with, all right, I guess I should probably live with the person I'm going to marry. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> you don't have to. I, I, yeah, you're right. I don't have to. Don't There's
1: have another sitcom.
2: Married, married <laughs> in separate houses. <laughs> Coming this fall from CBS, right after Young Sheldon.
0: Ugh. <laughs> Sounds married true. with a 30-minute commute.
1: yep sounds fantastic
0: well rachel go ahead
1: i'm I'm just trying to think like i think the last episode i did with you guys was the solo and deadpool
0: i think so yep that sounds right
1: so i'm trying to think if there's anything cool i did in between then and now i did go to a baseball game
2: hey shit rachel went to a baseball game look at this sports fan over here
1: yeah i went out to denver Shit. to visit my brother and we went to a rockies game
2: did you get high as
1: fuck no but Mile you, high, you, you woo, could woo. you could smell that that people were doing that but i, I mean, think that game. makes sense yeah huh. baseball is the right kind of sport boring. to
2: get high for <laughs> <Not> <laughs> that, even. Would,
1: that would be so boring so boring it would but it, just it le- high. <laughs>
2: I don't Uh, know, I feel like it'd be less boring with weed, because then at least you've got your imagination to keep you company.
1: But could you imagine, Uh, like, being one of the people that, like, the ball comes, like a foul ball comes flying at you, and you're high, and you're just, like, don't know how to react, and you just die?
0: you like, forget how to catch (laughs)
1: things. Do I use my hands? What is this? (laughs) No, it was actually a lot of fun. I had beer and nachos, and it was great
2: hell yeah were they like shitty baseball nachos though that's like fucking queso sauce and whatever the hell yeah, they put on yeah the it was
1: totally shitty nachos but i didn't care
2: yeah you know <laughs> when in rome
1: i just wanted the experience my baseball experience
2: that's you know th- my baseball experience sounds like th- the title to some sort of memoir
1: yeah there's only one <laughs> instance of going to a baseball game
2: it's it's a very it's a very short memoir but a memoir nonetheless <laughs> Um well <laughs> Rachel, I know uh I know at the very least you've seen two movies.
1: I did. I finally saw Tomb Raider.
2: Look at you. You're I mean, you're only a week or so late. <laughs> I haven't even seen it yet, so there you go. Boom. What'd you think of Tomb Raider? Because Rachel, you're you're a pretty I'd say you're you're of anyone on the show, probably the biggest Tomb Raider fan of the three of us.
1: From the very beginning. Yeah. Lara Croft has always been my idol, and this is why I hate that movie. Oh. <laughs> and just any new version of Lara. Alright, here here's my problem.
2: Oh, please let's get into it. So, I love this.
1: When Tomb Raider came out, it's nineteen ninety-six, I get my first PlayStation. I'm ten years old.
2: Mm-hmm. I Man, see. Man, this is a good picture.
1: Lara Croft, she's hot. She's a nerd. She went to school for archaeology. She's just yeah. smart. And I want to be Lara Croft. <laughs> and to top it off, that game is incredible. Of course. So so I've played all of them. Yeah. And then you get this movie version of Lara where she never went to school. She's not smart at all. And she's just following her father's research because he's the smart one
2: Mm -hmm. and she
1: just happens to manage to figure out all the puzzles because she did puzzle box as a kid
2: i mean look rachel here's the thing uh (laughs) movie audiences can only accept so much suspension of disbelief right and so you know if in what, what when did that movie come out 2002 2003 something like that if, the new one? No, the the fucking um Well, I guess oh yeah, I guess the new one she also doesn't go to school, huh?
1: Yeah. Well, but it, it's still implied that she's a credible archaeologist. Yeah. This one she didn't go to school at all. Like it's even brought up.
2: Well, look, Rachel. <laughs> here's the thing. The it's it's just it would be too much for an audience to to accept you know like here's a young woman who is educated successful smart cunning you know i mean come on like let's we got to be realistic here
1: yeah that's true i mean she can't be all those things no come on yeah that's
2: <laughs> those things are reserved for tom cruise and other people of that ilk
1: i guess yeah what am i thinking i'm an idiot
2: yeah <laughs> so, so you weren't very impressed
1: no, with, uh, and it's, Tomb Raider. No, and it's the same issue I have with the newer games, which bothers me because the newer games are prequels,
2: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm.
1: It's all focused on the survival aspect rather than... The mystery. Mystery like actually going into myths and legends and tombs and all that that's fun and what it's supposed to be now mm-hmm. it's just all about survival and you just have to kill a bunch of people to get to the end
2: yeah that makes that makes sense i, I can see i can see your uh your issues with that
0: isn't the next one supposed to be like an actual tomb raider game
1: yeah, at E3 the developers are like, we've got more tombs, <laughs> so
2: <laughs> got
0: more tombs and are not
1: going to read themselves.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, is
1: it that what it was always supposed to be? Like, I get the prequel, let's build her up, but I mean, she didn't like go learn anything. She just yeah. learned how to survive. Yeah, and that's what I don't like.
2: She went to the school of hard knocks.
1: And she just happens to know all these other languages and yeah. myths and.
2: Well, the school of Art I, Knox does have a very uh, extensive and rigorous curriculum.
1: I mean, I've been reading tons of books on Greek mythology, so I'm, Ooh. I'm an expert too. So I guess that's how it works.
2: Oh yeah. Rachel, have you, have you ever <laughs> read any, um, Joseph Campbell books?
1: I don't think so.
2: I think you'd probably enjoy Joseph Campbell. Uh, cuz he his stuff is all like he, there's actually there's a Netflix series you should watch called The Power of Myth. Well, it's not it's a PBS series but now it's on Netflix. Um but Joseph Campbell is kind of the guy who like he he's he kind of like uh, articulated the idea of like the the um hero's journey and what they call the monomyth and stuff. He's like the kind of the foundation for like what Star Wars became and things like that. Um but cool. his yeah his his books and and also that that series it's all about like finding sort of the commonalities in all of mythology and so he delves into like myths from every culture you know like greek myths you know norse myths um like egyptian stuff like it's really really cool he's cuz he's i think he's like maybe the all-time most educated person on mythology ever um cool And so yeah i think you'd really enjoy his (laughs) stuff you should yeah i'll have to
1: check that out
2: yeah go watch the power of myth it's a good thing
1: i'm gonna but yeah tomb raider thumbs down
2: (laughs) so anyone anyone (laughs) who was wondering if they should go to the theater go out to the the movie theater and (laughs) see that tomb raider you can leave your dollar in the wallets um what else what else did you see rage
1: I I also finally saw Ready Player One.
2: Shit, is that even out yet, man? Fucking hot yeah. off the
1: presses. I I'm so on it. <laughs> so with it.
2: Hell yeah. What'd you think of RPO?
1: Um there's things I liked mm-hmm. and loved and things I didn't.
2: Like that horrible, horrible disfigurement on the girl's face that just made her so ugly and unbearably unattractive.
1: Yeah, she was just a hideous monster. Oh, man. Yeah, what is she doing? She just went into the sewers. Yeah, I I don't know. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm, I'm disappointed that it didn't have the actual nostalgic like nerd factor that the book had like the Atari and Dungeons and Dragons and like that nostalgic stuff that I liked. They kind of mainstreamed it a little and kind of dumbed it down, which I understand why they did that. But eh. (laughs) (laughs) I, I mean, I didn't hate it.
0: Sure. Well, there you go. But
1: I didn't love it. But there's parts that I did love. Like, the Shining part was genius. But that might be just because the Shining's my favorite thing ever.
0: Yeah. But... Yeah, that part came on in the movie, and I was like, oh, fuck, Rachel's going to lose her mind.
1: (laughs) Yeah, up until that point, I was actually, like, playing on my phone and pretty bored. I was like, this movie's fucking boring. And then that hit and i'm like okay i'm invested i will sit here and watch the rest of it because that was fun that was like a nice little thing to add and i do like that it was you know different it had new things in it and they took out the boring parts that made me want to die but i don't know it's good and it's bad
2: yeah, I, I was not super impressed with Ready Player One. Um there were there were parts of it that I was like, alright, hell yeah, that's fun. But it yeah, it wasn't I don't think it was anything like miraculous or revelatory or anything like that.
1: No. It but it it was a fun movie. It's not bad. I'd probably watch it again.
2: Yeah. Makes sense. Watch it so watch it a couple more times or something.
1: It's better than Tomb Raider.
2: <laughs> they should put that on the cover. <laughs> It's better than Tomb Raider. <laughs> Rachel from the Savage Land. Yep. Good shit, Matt. What about you? You you have been you've been you been a little lurker this this episode. What's been going on in your neck of the
0: woods? Um, I did a movie. We had a f- watch some catch up on some things, movies yesterday. I wa- what am I trying to say? I watched. <laughs> I watched uh, Ant-Man yesterday. That's the new big hotness. And then... uh, And the Wasp. And the Wasp. And then... uh, It's so hot here in Salt Lake, so we we, uh, went to lunch, turned around, and went and saw Jurassic World. Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom. What did
2: you think of The Kingdom and how it fell?
0: That was a fucking terrible movie.
2: (laughs) I've heard that it's bad
0: that was such a bad movie
2: i am so surprised that the jurassic world movie wasn't good (laughs) Uh, uh. (laughs) i I am
0: very shocked (laughs) uh
1: did you see it jason
0: no oh it's not i haven't
1: seen it either it's
0: really not good i'll tell you
2: the first movie was so boring to me and so like i had no desire to see the sequel um the only encouraging thing to me was like oh at least colin trevorrow is not directing this one
0: yeah but he wrote
2: it oh did he really Mm -hmm. Uh, he's arguably a worse writer than he is a director
0: yeah it's a garbage movie it's it's not it's not fun i mean well it's a little fun there's like some fun dinosaur stuff but for the most part it's just like a fucking mess it is a hot mess
2: isn't it crazy how like they can take fucking dinosaurs and Chris Pratt and somehow make both things really boring?
0: Yeah, I wouldn't call it boring. I just would say it's just like just dumb. I mean, just like it's there's like it's like two movies slapped into one movie. You know, Ugh. it's like we're on the island. There's a volcano. Okay, that's over. Now it's an entire whole different movie where we're or we're at a mansion.
1: <laughs> i even got that feeling from the trailer totally. though when they start out we gotta go save the dinosaurs everybody oh wait it's exploding let's run away and now we're all magically in the city and there's dinosaurs climbing through kids windows
0: Yep. Uh, yep well at <laughs> least
2: at least you can take solace in this guys at least colin Trevorrow is returning to write the screenplay for jurassic world 3 fuck
0: the problem is, it's making. They're making just a fucking oh, yeah. bucket loads of money on that thing.
2: They made a billion dollars in like four days.
0: Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's unfortunate because there's no. They have no reason to make a better movie.
2: Oh, also, Trevorrow, Not only is Trevorrow writing the third one, he's also directing the third one again.
0: Fuck. Yay. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, <laughs> that
2: I I I, think- I I feel bad, Matt, because it's like Jurassic World to me is almost like, or Jurassic World to you rather, or Jurassic Park that franchise is to you kind of like what Justice League is to me. I think um, at least I feel that may- way, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah,
0: maybe I don't know. I mean, I've no, I don't think so because Jurassic Park movies have always been pretty garbagey. They've never been great. Mm. I
1: loved the first one.
0: Yeah, of course. It's a great movie. And
1: then it just kind of went downhill from there. Very downhill. Yeah. All the way down You think people
0: know how to do dinosaurs? Like, I don't know. I really don't like that they're like, dinosaurs aren't enough. We need to have like genetic dinosaur, genetically engineered, like (laughs) super dinosaurs.
1: Yeah, that sounds dumb.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, you know, they say dinosaurs will die. You know what I mean? Ugh. Dinosaurs will die. <laughs> Anyone? No
0: effects. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Yeah, I'm <laughs> with you. <ya>. I'm tracking. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So anyway, that was. I don't know. Fuck. It, I mean, it's kind of a disappointment because it's like the movie also had. You know, more dinosaurs than the other than. <laughs> you know, they always have to like be like let's add more like different dinosaurs. It's yeah. like
1: the tomb raider. We got more tombs. We got more tombs. We got more dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh. <laughs> but they pick some cool dinosaurs, but it's just you know it's like
1: Not even Jeff Goldblum could save it.
0: Jeff Goldblum's like at the beginning of the movie, he's like in a Senate hearing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and then and then there's the movie. And then at the end of the movie, there's Jeff Goldblum like concluding his Senate hearing.
2: Nice. Oh, he had like three. Be, oh. He had like two days of filming, and then <laughs> yeah, fucked right off. Yeah,
0: That's yeah. disappointing. It's so dumb. They, yeah, it's stupid. It's really stupid. <laughs> they like there's like there's like elements in there you could make a really interesting movie about, but they they were they were like, hey, let's touch on this, and you're like, hey, that's interesting. Just kidding. Mm. We're not going to touch on that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> cool cool thanks uh Uh, i know so whatever i don't know it's unfortunate i'm I'm glad we saw ant-man and the wasp first yeah
2: well let's so Uh. let's let's talk about ant-man and the wasp a little bit and we'll we'll obviously um not spoil anything uh for rachel uh as well as any listeners who haven't seen it but but let's because i i saw ant-man and the wasp as well so let's 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 give a little discussion what's what what you what you think of the movie matt
1: I just have one question for Matt. Okay. Did you like it better than the first one? What? Ant-Man.
0: Yes. Okay. I did.
1: Because <laughs> I know you did not like Ant-Man a whole lot. Uh, so.
0: uh, yeah, the first Ant-Man was... I did not like it. I just didn't love it either. It was just like, Eh, ah, fun. Yeah. Right? Whatever. Eh, uh, this was much... Uh... This just I don't know. It just worked better. It was a little bit more Hmm. ensemble-y. Which is sort of what's important for Ant-Man is to have a bunch of things around him to play off of. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think that's true. uh, There was much more Michael Douglas in this movie, and that's always a good thing. Um, I enjoyed... I enjoyed the villain. Mm. I thought thought, thought that was a really interesting try to be careful how i talk about it uh
2: i i i agree with you yeah i think the the villain choices in this movie uh did not fall in line with the typical flaws of marvel villains i think on the scale the villain stuff in this movie was overall better than most marvel movies
0: yes yes that's what i'm trying to say yeah i really enjoyed how they did it yeah
2: there were there were uh, some surprising choices
0: with, with a couple of the characters. Mm-hmm.
2: And that yeah, was that I, was fun.
0: The the trailers did not the trailers were effective in not really giving you a, a, a clean idea of what was going on when totally. you actually went and saw the movie. It's, yeah. Uh which I appreciated. Um Yeah, no, I really I, I for the most part enjoyed it. I I don't think it was one of the best Marvel movies, but it was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I think that this movie for me I think this movie is like a hair above Guardians 2. Um in terms of the scale of quality in Marvel, it's like one of the better ones but not like you know, it's not not in the upper echelon or anything like that. I'm certainly higher on this movie than I was on Doctor Strange. Um But yeah, I mean it, it's it's uh they they the I think all the performances in this movie really shine i mean Michael Pena, you know Paul Rudd Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas, like all of them are just golden i I really like um t i and whatever that guy is who was in the dark Knight for a second yeah. uh, both of them i think are are really really fun sort of comedic relief um yep. and i I also think that like one worry that I had was that the first ant man was uh like all the good stuff in that was was maybe Edgar Wright and then uh, you know other stuff sort of stitching it together but I think this movie showed me that like you know as much as I'm sure Edgar Wright's Ant-Man would have been amazing um I think a lot of you know a lot of what I enjoyed about Ant-Man also probably came from these people um yeah and so I don't know yeah I think it's I think it's a strong installment and I like the uh the breath of fresh air that the Ant Man franchise kind of provides from all of the other Marvel stuff, especially now that everything is sort of tied together. It feels like Ant Man is kind of the the franchise that gets to breathe a little and stand outside of all the the heavy stuff. I agree. Um yeah. it was it was nice not having an Infinity Stone in a movie.
0: Totally. But. Um. Yeah. No. And I. Yeah. I. I mean. I. I just. I agree. It was. It was it was fun to watch a superhero movie that was, you know, a little bit more capery in tone and yeah, it was good. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and there was I I, I liked the um you know, there were like there were there were the, the, this movie wasn't super black and white in general. I think a lot of this movie or at least a lot of the characters in this movie existed in kind of a gray area. And it's like, there are obstacles and there are antagonists and, and stuff like that. Um, but there's not like, there's not too much of a case of like, here's the, the big bad person that we have to stop. Cause they're bad. Uh, yeah, exactly. yeah. Right. And so it was fun. And, and there's definitely like, you know, some, some sort of sympathies and, and I, I enjoyed Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, although I, I have questions about, uh, when when michelle pfeiffer when we see her uh you know for for the first time in a long time i have questions about her general appearance and we'll get into that maybe next week (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) there's there's just a few things that i'm like wait a minute how yeah
0: i don't i think there's a I think the easy answer there is just the suspension of disbelief. Yeah, like it does
2: Yeah, it's just there's there's a couple. It's like there's there's a few details that it feels like we're added on that didn't need to be that kind of break a couple things. Anyway, we'll get into that I'll, next I'll, week.
1: I'll I'll make an effort to to see it this week.
2: I promise. I appreciate you, Rachel. <laughs> um, I will say, okay, here's here's the advantage of having Movie Pass. Uh, I am a person who who for a long time would tend to go back to the theater for repeat viewings. And because MoviePass limits you to one viewing per, uh, you know, per movie, mm-hmm. it has kind of, like, f- not forced me to branch out more, but, like, you know, when I go to a movie, I don't really have the option to be like, oh, yeah, I'll just go see, you know, Infinity War again or something like that. I'll, I, you know, I got to kind of, like, look at what's available if I'm in the mood for a movie and be like, all right, I'll 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 go see this smaller film or maybe this movie that i wasn't necessarily gonna uh make an effort to go and see but since i have movie Pass, then i will and that, that's definitely i think um lent itself to to me seeing seeing more movies and seeing a wider range of movies so that's fun
0: yeah you're like oh, i guess i'll
2: see tag <laughs> i did see tag actually <laughs> Ugh, oh movie man looks so dumb Why? you know it was i I, f- I thought it was pretty fun. I I like it's not like great, you know, it's not an all-time, you know, awesome comedy or anything like that, but I thought Tag was was decent. Hmm. There was there was some fun stuff in it and, you know. And it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I'll pass.
0: <laughs> I, saw, I saw Solo a second time. Hey. And uh I really liked that movie. Yeah? It's pretty good. Yeah.
2: I you know, I appreciate you uh sticking to your guns, Matt.
0: Yeah, well, you know. I
1: only saw it once, but I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I liked it. Just throwing that out there.
2: I think I think it's better than it uh I think it's better than it gets well, I don't know. It's worse than what Star Wars fans view it as, but it's better than what the general public views it
0: as, in my opinion. Mm. I'm That's I'm fair. it's like yeah, these because I do see Star Wars fans just they love it, right? Oh they my
2: god, it. they're like heaping praise on it, and and at a certain point, you got to go look, like because they're they're also viewing it as like the anti Last Jedi, you know. This I is know. the this is the the movie that that shows what a Star Wars movie should be and stuff like that. And hate to break it to all you folks, but uh, this whatever you know the thing that a, a Star Wars movie should be or whatever is not nearly as universally loved or as as uh, successful as any of the other ones. Like, by a large margin, this thing is oh, totally. kind of tanked. And so it's it's just one of those things where, like, because of what like Star Wars fans want this movie to represent, I'm kind of like, look, guys, you know, <laughs> let the past be the past. That's great and all. But yeah. as much as whatever problems you have with The Last Jedi, it is, f- like, four times more successful than Solo. So... You know, yeah. I mean even yeah. Rogue One made like twice as much money as Solo. Totally. And that's yep. that's the thing where I'm like, yeah. I, I don't want and and it won't happen because, you know, I think they're you know, money at the end of the day is what runs it, but uh, I I I don't want the franchise to ever get to the place where it's like, all right, let's just pull old characters out and, and revisit stuff and tell you how this person got their boots. Uh you know, like I, I want them <laughs> to keep pushing the narrative forward and keep challenging yeah. the conception I, I, of like what it is.
1: I totally I totally agree with you and I get what you're saying. Like yeah. it's it's fun to see that stuff, but at the same time I want to see new stuff happening in the universe mm-hmm. that we haven't seen.
2: Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And and I mean here's the, the craziest thing is this is a Star Wars movie that I that there is no chance they made back their budget. There's no chance. They they have not disclosed their budget, but I'm guessing their budget ended up being around 400,000 with all or 400 million with all reshoots and and marketing and all that stuff sort of put together and they've only made 370 worldwide, which is like crazy low. No Marvel movie has has uh made that little amount of money. Even the Incredible Hulk made more than that. Like wow. That's crazy. And the Incredible Hulk, like I don't even think was really internationally distrib- distributed, at least like not China and stuff like that. Um, and so it's just one of those things where I'm like, all right, like I get it that you guys liked solo and stuff, the Star Wars fans. And I, 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 I thought it was fun, you know, and I enjoyed the third act twist um, or not even twist, but like reveal. I, but at the same time, I'm like, all right, I, as much as I found that fun, I don't want another movie like that, but that's, me. I,
1: I agree. I, I agree with, you, with you, what you're saying.
2: Anyway, Jason, I, but Jason, but I, I,
1: I did really, really enjoy solo, yeah. but Rogue I, I, one is still a better movie.
2: Oh, for <laughs> sure. And I, exactly. It's like, I had fun with solo. The first act I, I thought was atrocious. Um, but it, it gets better as it goes on. And I think it ends on a high note. And so I, of course enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, it's it's just one of those things. Like I I would I would much rather see more last Jedi's than solos.
1: Yes, I agree.
2: Um anyway, enough about my fucking Star Wars soapbox thing. I've just I think I've Jeez. I've been on Reddit too much, I think is
0: what it is. <laughs> I know, man. I I was on there a bit looking at Star Wars stuff and it's just it's it's like one of the most like disheartening, depressing Totally things to witness and there's yeah. this whole like
2: remake the last jedi nonsense oh yeah that's stupid we wanted to just want luke skywalker to go out taking down the entire first order by himself
0: yeah the whole thing's just the worst
1: A- anybody's criticism of that movie just angers me because totally. it's stupid
0: yeah it's like i i can see that
2: the second act has flaws you know yeah. like that that casino sequence i think is is rough uh, yeah, thematically, I think it really fits in the movie, but it, it's 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 a bit of a slog. However, I think everything else in that movie is phenomenal, and I think Ray and Kylo Ren's arcs particularly were amazing.
1: Yeah, and I like what they did with Luke Skywalker, and then you just always go, "That's that's not how Luke would have handled it. That's not my Luke Skywalker." <laughs> well, people change. That's what yeah. this movie is about.
2: Like also, yeah, like the dude's <laughs> been in hiding for. 40 years or whatever the fuck you know what i mean like you don't know how he's going to handle stuff at this point
1: exactly he's not going
2: to come back the same exact person that he was before 40 years in exile
1: that that's just the argument that pisses me off the most. yeah
2: oh totally no i i like because that's the thing it's like it, when a movie surprises me i'm like fuck yeah you know like i, I don't i don't want to go in and be like oh yeah like Luke Skywalker of course is going to like finish, you know, like end the movie by killing the first order or whatever like if if I go in cuz that's that is the thing that you expect when you go in. And so if you're given that by the end it's like, "Okay, well like I already like I already saw that movie in my head like before watching it. Why did I Yeah. Why did I need to, you know, go see it? I don't know. Anyway. Um catch up stuff. Star Wars. Star people. Wars. <laughs> 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 Um, the only other catch up I have, uh, is, uh, it's comic book related. Um, I started reading, uh, Paul Pope's battling boy and this thing is phenomenal. Like Paul Pope is one of those creators who I've always like really respected. Um, but I haven't really like read tons of his stuff, you know? Mm Um, He's the like writer illustrator of like he did Batman Year, uh, Batman Year One Hundred, Heavy Liquid, One Hundred Percent, a few other things, um, and he's got this really. I mean, he's he's kind of a legend at this point, but he's got this really like energetic and unique style that's like I think a very interesting and cool mix between like European, Japanese, and American styles. Hmm. Um, but Battling Boy is is like this all ages comic uh you know and not not in the sense of being like you know huh oh, here's a comic for kids or anything like that it's just like it's a comic that's accessible for anybody you know sure um and it's kind of this this sort of um it's not i wouldn't call it post-apocalyptic um but there's like you know this kid lives in kind of like this slummy uh, city there's monsters kind of roaming through it they're like swallowing children up into their sort of shadow like underworld thing um, and uh, but there's you know there's like this hero in the city that's that's you know keeps the monsters at bay or whatever uh, unfortunately he died though so now the city is left defenseless against uh, all these monsters and stuff um, and uh, suddenly this this 12 year old boy uh, is 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 proving to be maybe the only match for these monsters um it's i don't know it's thus far it's really really fun i i love the pacing um i love paul pope's art and his writing but more than anything the colors in this book are like fucking bonkers um this yeah colorist, i'm looking
1: at some screenshots here
2: yeah it's crazy right like it's a very flat color scheme uh the colorist herself so she's not actually like normally a colorist she's actually like a a book cover illustrator um oh yeah and so it was because i saw the name and like it was it's one of those rare times where i see a name in a comic and i'm like i don't know who the hell that is um and so her name's hillary sycamore and like her palettes throughout this book are just stunning uh and you know it's like it's it's rare that you can see a, a almost totally flat color scheme that really pops out at you um and it's just i don't know it's like it's one of the most gorgeous books i've looked at in a long time um yeah
1: i i really like it
2: totally uh but yeah it's it's published by first second uh i i definitely thus far i i highly recommend battling boy and that's yeah, that's uh,
0: pretty cool yeah 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 i check that out
2: it's a good time um and paul pope's work like i think batman year 100 is is one of my favorite batman stories it's not about bruce wayne it's like a very unrecognizable gotham it's kind of like this almost like batman via blade runner um and so it's like this cyberpunk sort of story and um that one's super fun too if you want to read like an elseworld's batman tale it's a hell of a lot of fun batman year 100 Hundred's great uh anyway i think uh i think it's time for for that news should we should we get on over into the news half unless you guys got anything else to catch up on
0: i don't have anything else to catch up on no no all right let's let's freaking do it rachel
2: i teased this i teased this before the episode uh but jeff lemire is all over the news this week I know you I know you like your Jeff Lemire. As as do I.
1: I I do. I love him.
2: Are you caught up on Descender, Rachel?
1: Not fully. I'm a couple weeks behind.
2: Well, I have a uh I have I have a little surprise for you and it's not spoiling anything. It's not a spoiler, but it is a surprise.
0: Are you ready for this, Rachel? Uh, I'm ready. I, I'm ready. I don't believe you. Well, okay, now I'm ready. Okay, now she's ready.
2: Okay, Rachel's ready now. Descender Ends with the next issue.
1: <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> oh man!
2: I know, right? All right. However, I gotcha. I see. I, I I sunk you down to the depths, but there's there's uh, there's relief because Jeff Lemire and Dustin Nguyen are reuniting for a new story in the same universe called Ascender. Oh, cool! Which continues the story of Descender, but it's uh. Huh. Yeah, it's it's got a kind of new. There's a a new protagonist and a, a new kind of outlook. The world has has been changed a bit by, or the universe rather, by the events in Descender. Um,
1: I I can kind of fill in the gaps here, just yeah. with what I know already. That Indeed. that's going to be pretty cool.
2: Yeah, and it's this this series will kind of uh, continue in, in a more magical uh, direction, if you will um but yeah so that's that's exciting descender uh about to conclude but the world is not over not not in the slightest
1: that makes me happy
2: totally it was a super it was like a surprise announcement too uh everyone thought that descender was like you know going on a hiatus for the uh um you know next story arc break which they always do yeah then the solicits came out and descender wasn't there and everyone's like wait what and jeff lemire's like oh yeah by the way it's ending new story fun (laughs) bye-bye well okay (laughs) yeah um but that's not the only jeff lemire news uh you've been reading gideon falls right rachel
1: i have i've a couple issues in. i'm behind on that as well
2: yeah oh it's okay me too um it's it's hard to keep up with monthly books uh however gideon falls which thus far i think is spectacular uh is in development to be a tv show Uh, Not only is it in development to be a TV show, uh, but it is being developed by uh, a company called Hivemind. Now, you might not have heard of Hivemind, but you will know some of the people. So, one of the lead people behind Hivemind is Dinesh Shamdasani, who was the person who resurrected Valiant Entertainment and brought them to the point they were until basically being ousted by uh, the large investing company that... uh, decided to take over a few months ago we talked about that on this show Mm -hmm. um i think dinesh is one of the like greatest figures in modern comics he's i think done a lot of really really great stuff for the medium itself so i'm happy to see that he's uh landed on his feet and done something new um but he's uh teamed up with uh bad robots former head of tv kathy ling um as well as uh sean daniel and jason brown who are producing team um, but they are currently developing uh, Gideon Falls, and we'll be shopping it to uh, networks uh, soon. Hmm. So it, that's fun. If
1: if done well, that would be a really cool TV show.
2: Totally, it, it could be a very kind of Twin Peaks type thing. Which obviously, you know, it's very influenced yeah. by. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see that. I I definitely there we're approaching a point where Jeff Lemire is going to be everywhere in. Uh, Film and TV, you know, we've got like the Underwater Welder movie with Ryan Gosling in development. We've got the fucking Descender movie in development, the Plutona movie in development. And like some, I think some of them are about to go into production, but... Um,
1: I don't think we need a, a Descender in any other medium besides comics. Yeah. But it, I'm I'm excited for Underwater Welder. That is such a fun, incredible story, mm. but it's also really... Heartbreaking as Jeff Lemire usually is. Of course. And no. I, I think that'll be pretty cool.
2: Yeah, and it's one of those things where I a lot of these comics, it's like I don't necessarily think they need to be anything else but the comics. However, you know, if if The Walking Dead has proven anything, it's that, you know, TV and movies will uh elevate the profile of the comics and sell more comics, and anything that sells more comics I'm totally down with. Or at least Sells more comics by way of getting more people to read them. Um, yeah. I, I hear you listening, Marvel. I don't want your fucking foil covers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I you know, more more Lemire I think is always is always a good thing.
1: I'm always for more Lemire.
2: Yeah. Which is also good because there's more Black Hammer that just came out, but that's that's beside the point. I haven't read Quantum Age yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Um well, the Scotty Young desk is also uh, bursting with news. Um, Scotty Young's I Hate Fairyland also came to a surprise conclusion just this last week. They, huh. uh, they hadn't announced any plans to culminate or anything like that, but I Hate Fairyland ended with issue 20
0: last week. Um, I, I read like half the first issue. It's, I didn't like it at all.
2: It's a very unique thing. Um, it definitely has its audience. It's, I don't think oh, it's... Sure. You know, I I don't think it's like the comic for me, um, but it, I I I do see its merit. I I think car- Scotty Young is a very talented cartoonist, and I I think that his humor is uh is pretty on point. Um, but it seems he's going in a more writer direction lately because this uh I hate Fairyland ending is now coming on the heels of Scotty Young announcing two uh, new Image series that he is writing as well as um. Taking over as the writer of Deadpool, uh, right. huh. so I'll be I'll yeah. be a little bummed to see less Scotty Young artwork on the shelves, but um, you know, good for him. Yeah. Um, in addition, uh, speaking of Deadpool, there is a Deadpool versus Black Panther comic coming uh, this fall.
0: Huh? Is it like, are they are they wrapping up Spidey Spider Man and Deadpool and? I don't know i different. mean they've done a lot of deadpool versus comics like they had deadpool yeah.
2: versus gambit deadpool obviously versus spider-man um i think they did yeah deadpool, deadpool versus hawkeye
0: versus the marvel universe
2: yeah and so i think this is just continuing that i don't know I, I i honestly am not even sure if deadpool versus spider-man is still going um but yeah this one this one will be written by daniel Kil- uh daniel kibblesmith who is formerly uh of the uh colbert rapport with stephen colbert huh hmm yeah um he's written a couple comics for valiant uh before and so i'm, I'm you know maybe maybe that'll be fun
0: yeah hey speaking of some st- st- stuff like that uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> You mentioned uh you've been reading the new ta-nehisi coates captain america
2: um no i i haven't been reading it but i did get the issue i haven't read it yet oh okay have you read it
0: no i would like to
2: i've i've heard incredible things and it's sitting there the artwork looks amazing and the stuff that i've seen of it like on you know reddit and stuff people post screenshots it looks fantastic um yeah yeah,
0: i I want to check it out okay cool just curious
2: yeah um so you you this is the thing that, that might actually interest you guys uh and it's it's from the world of DC, which I know sounds like a, a, a paradox, um, being interesting and from DC in your realm, at like least a trap. for me.
1: It's a trap. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but DC Comics and Ming Doyle just announced that they are going to be releasing a 160-page hardcover uh, called DC Comics Anatomy of a Metahuman, and. This is written and drawn from the perspective of uh, Bruce Wayne. Um, it's basically like this study of superhumans and um, metahumans and stuff like that of the DC universe. Almost like it was um, Bruce Wayne's personal notebook, studying how these people work. You know, it, it, like dissect sort of like Swamp Thing. Uh, you know, Superman and. Um, a lot of these other people to figure out how they work and how their powers work and all this stuff uh kind of in the same way that any like anatomy textbook would almost um
0: but mm. if you look if you look
2: it up anatomy of a suit of a metahuman uh it looks pretty fucking cool
0: no i i saw that earlier that, I, that looks awesome right like it's it's yeah, such
2: a it, it's such a unique thing like it's i i like it when these publishers kind of uh come out with you know, or like just do something that's a bit left of center and, and kind of unexpected.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I like that kind of stuff. I've got, uh, I've got this book called the resurrectionist and it's the whole thing is like, uh, anatomical studies of mythical beasts. Ooh, cool. Uh, and yeah, super cool. And so it's the same, uh, that's, it hits that same vein for me of like, I like the, uh, I like that sort of, you know, going at it from a scientific way versus, yeah, you know, or whatever. Just, just kind of putting it all together like that. So I'm, I'm actually pretty interested in that. I'll probably get that.
2: Totally. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that to come out. And I mean, Ming Doyle is a, a great artist, so
0: it, it looks beautiful. Yep.
2: Um, oh, it,
1: it looks really cool. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I just pulled up some images of it. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm all for that. that looks <laughs> super awesome. I
2: know those cutaways like of of like Superman and and uh like swamp thing too like showing how his cells work and Yeah. That's really really cool. Um Well, in the uh, in the vein of getting more people to read comics, and this is a thing that honestly should have happened a long time ago, but I'm glad it's finally happening. Uh DC has partnered with Walmart to uh launch um a few i think five um 100 page monthly uh anthology comics um so they're all they're basically they're all um 100 page uh giant series is what they're calling them you've got one for batman one for superman one for teen titans um one for the justice league and i think there's a wonder woman one as well if i'm not mistaken Um, and, and then also, um, Teen Titans, uh, and basically what these 100 page comics will be are, um, anthologies of mostly like kind of, you know, older or sort of classic DC stories. Um, you know, some of them more recent, some of them, uh, from, you know, years prior. Um, but then each one will also have an ongoing new original series, um, in the mix as well. Uh, in the
1: same book
2: in the same book so yeah it's almost like shonen jump but for dc comics okay I and that's
1: kind of cool that you get an old story and a new story
2: totally it's like yeah you get you get like three or four old stories you know it's it's 100 pages so you've got like four old stories and then one new story um and the new stories here's the the creative teams which are pretty uh exciting so brian bendis will be writing a uh a batman story in the batman giant series um, and that'll be illustrated by Nick Darrington who was, uh, on doom patrol and I think is one of the best artists in comics right now. Um, so that already has me sold Nick Darrington doing Batman. Uh, I'm super sold on. And I mean, Bendis sure. I'll take it too. Um, Tom King will be doing a Superman story, uh, with Andy Ooh. Kubert.
1: Ooh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm super stoked about that one. Um, The Teen Titans giant issue I'm excited about for, or the giant series, I'm excited about for a couple of reasons. A, because uh, it'll be uh, including the issues from Jeff Johns' Teen Titans, which is the series that made me fall in love with comics. Um, So I'm excited at the possibility of a new generation falling in love with comics via those stories. Um, But it will also have a uh, Tim Seeley uh, Teen Titans series ongoing in it uh-huh <laughs> I might
1: have to check that out too <laughs>
2: I know I'm I'm super excited or actually no the Tim Seeley one that might actually be a different one I think the Teen Titans one is Dan Jurgens, and then the Tim Seeley one is ah uh, shit um it's something Tim Seeley's doing one of them motherfucker Aquaman <laughs> no I don't know
1: I think it might be Aquaman. I think I did see him post that.
2: Oh, no. Okay, here we go. It's Wonder Woman.
1: Oh, he's doing Wonder Woman?
2: Yep. Tim Seeley's doing Wonder Woman. Cool. Um, and then, uh, yeah. He Jim-
1: writes women very well. Does he? So that makes me happy. Hell yeah.
2: yeah. Um, if anyone likes Tim Seeley, he's been on the show before. You can go back to episode something and uh, Tim Seeley's there.
1: Yeah, I had the flu when we talked to him.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm just excited for this because it's like, you know, if there's like if there's any way to get more comics in the hands of kids, uh, having them at Walmart is a pretty damn good way to do it.
1: Yeah, that's pretty good strategy.
2: You know, it's like the parents. Oftentimes it's just like you want to find something to pacify your kids uh, while you're grocery shopping and stuff. Um, you know, and it's five bucks for a hundred pages of comics. It's, I think, again, it's like it's an American Shonen Jump, and Shonen Jump was super successful at getting people into manga. Um, and you know, selling it through Walmart, I think, was the most successful channel for Shonen Jump in the states. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm super. I'm I'm crazy excited about the possibility of this uh, this happening. So, um, yeah, you know, all that stuff cool and uh you know last last little bits of news um aftershocks animosity is getting a film adaptation which that's that's fun marguerite bennett and uh Raphael de la tour their comic and we we've talked about that comic a bit before i think that that's a comic that's uh that matt would particularly enjoy but also probably rachel um Valiant's Faith is getting a, a an adaptation from the American from one of the writers of American Gods, the TV show. Um, I did
1: see that. That it could be fun. I, it, it's cool, but I've never read it, so I don't know, like, if it's even a good story.
2: Yeah, you know? I I read the first couple <laughs> issues of Faith. Um, it was, I, I I will say, it was it was pretty good. I mean, it, it definitely isn't like. Uh, it's it's not my typical type of story, and so I didn't really follow it. But what I did read of it was was pretty good, and I think Jodie Hauser is a, a pretty decent writer. So, um, I, I think it, it could definitely make a really good film uh, if done the right way. Yeah, um, all the all the fucking alt alt right neo Nazi whatever the fuck people uh, will hate this news because apparently, according to Kevin Feige, over half of the Marvel Studios heroes will soon be women. That's fine. <laughs> right? Like cool. Why not? Yeah, um, but, but
1: we need that.
2: Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure people will be freaking out at all the the SJWs doing whatever the fuck.
1: We can't have women doing stuff in comics.
2: Yeah, lame. Um Tom Holland revealed the title of the second Spider-Man movie, which I think is even worse than Homecoming. Uh the, the new title apparently is Spider Man Far from Home. Huh. Sure.
1: So there's Homecoming uh-huh. and then Far From Home. Yep.
2: What's the third one gonna oh. be? Homewrecker. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's where, Spi- where Spider Man uh has an affair <laughs> with uh Michael Keaton's wife uh um, yes <laughs> uh kelsey Grammer is uh in talks to play the chief in the doom patrol uh show for dc universe i am super oh. down with kelsey Grammer being the chief i think that's like as close to perfect casting as there could ever be
1: he does have a great voice he does and a great face he for the is chief. a butthole but
2: <laughs> is he a butthole
1: I don't like him as a person.
2: Uh, I don't know anything about him personally, so...
1: But he has a great voice.
2: Well, there we go. Oh, actually, you know what? I did... Yeah, I I think I'm remembering a couple things about Kelsey Grammer. I gotcha. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And last bit of news. uh, Why The Last Man uh, is in talks with Jodie Foster to uh, star in the show. Huh. Probably as the... As Jennifer Brown... Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm I'm for that. Yeah.
2: I love her. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh Oh, she's the mother of uh of of the main character Yorick.
0: I see. Yeah, she's like yeah. The president or the like the she's not the president. She becomes the president. She's like the first woman in the sequential line after all the men disappear.
2: Mm. That makes sense.
0: She's like the secretary of
2: mothers uh, of no of your no,
0: she's like the she's like the secretary of agriculture or something but she's like the highest ranking woman in the government so oh yeah she so when all, the, yeah. when all the men die
2: yeah. she becomes president yeah yeah Depression. yeah i'm i'm i i still need to read that freaking series i've i've had it sitting there you on still my, have it read i still it? haven't i know that's oh, so good. No, I even I even borrowed really the first good. volume from Matt for like ever, and then eventually returned it because I was like, I've had this for way too long. Um, yeah, I'll I'll read it soon. I've you know, it's 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 there. You'll uh, like it. I'm sure I will. I, I love Brian K. Vaughan's writing in general, so it's it's one of those things. Uh, my mom actually read it, and I haven't read it that's weird. Yeah. Cause she, she's a psychologist and, and, um, Oh, okay. has always been like a, 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 you know, gender studies have always been a, a big interest of hers. So one year for Christmas, I sort of included that in her gift. It was a year that I was trying to push comics on everybody I knew that wasn't reading comics. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, she, she read that and enjoyed it. Um, but that is, that is all of the, uh, all the, the lighthearted news there. There is one, uh, sad story to, to end on. Um, it's, uh, the, the passing of Steve Ditko. He, uh, the the creator of Spider-Man and Dr. Strange and the question and the creeper and squirrel girl and blue beetle, Captain Adam, um, shade, the changing man. He's, uh, Steve Ditko is one of those legends. I think, you know, nobody outside of Jack Kirby and, and Stan Lee, uh, contributed as much to comics as Ditko did, I think.
1: Um. Yeah. But
2: and I mean shit, like Watchmen owes a lot to Steve Ditko because he created a bunch of the Charlton characters that Alan Moore based, you know, the 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 Minutemen and and all the characters of Watchmen on. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he uh he was 90 years old. Um and he had already had I apparently he died like after having a wellness check. Uh um or no okay they 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 it was the wellness check that that found him dead uh in his in his uh apartment i think but yeah he he was kind of i mean he was out of the limelight for years and years he kind of forced himself into exile um there's a great uh documentary out there called finding steve ditko um and i highly recommend uh people check it out it, it kind of or sorry it's called in search of steve dicko um but it delves into his life and and especially the the later parts of it and and talking about his history with sort of stan lee and with marvel um but yeah i i you know the guy lived a very long life and and i you know i hope it was a, a happy life but yeah you know, he's he's one of those people that will always be Remembered for the things that uh, that he created and and sort of the the contributions he made to the world at large. I think.
0: Yeah, I mean the out the outpouring I'm seeing in remembrance of him is really cool. Yeah, totally. And I agree. I think that he he will he will be forever. His legacy will be forever cemented, and he's one of the people that won't will not be forgotten.
2: No, not at all. And it's you know it's like the general public. The general public may not know his name, you know, or know who he is, but you know, uh, you'll be hard pressed to find a person who hasn't been influenced by Steve Ditko. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, sad to hear, but at the same time, you know, he he lived a long life. He was ninety years old. Uh, definitely accomplished a hell of a lot, and more than most of us will ever accomplish. But um, yeah, you know, so good good on him for for a, a huge old huge old winning life. Yep. But I I think that's that's all I got for this episode guys. Any anything else you guys wanted to to add before we send this ship off into the ocean? Um
0: no. Next episode Ant-Man talk. Hell yeah. Yeah, cuz there's a lot I want to dive into about that, but Oh, totally. I think we we give it, give it a little bit of breather for everybody to see it before we Spoil the shit
2: out of it. Spoil all that shit. Talk about that end credits scene. You know the one.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> it's not even a spoiler at this point, which is great, because, like, of course there's an end credits scene.
1: I'll, I'll get to it. I'll be prepared.
2: Hell yeah. Um, for those listeners who want to follow us on social media, you can check us out on uh, Instagram at Savageland Podcast. You can check us out on Twitter at Savage Land Pod. Um, if you want to send a letter to the show, maybe what you thought on, uh, on uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, or if you had a unique Steve Ditko story to, to share, uh, you can send us letters at savagelandpodcast.com. We'll, uh, we'll reach us. Um, if, you, uh, if you're really a fan of the show, if you're very fond of what we're doing over here, you can leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Um, that will help other people discover the show and uh, keep keep our self-esteem high and our egos in check. Um yeah. You can uh oh you can also uh we put the, the first episode of the new show on this feed as well. Um you can check out our new show, Comic Book Workshop, which is where uh myself and my artist friend Kent Heidelman uh unleash all of our uh uh super in the weeds comic book creator kind of talk and, and you know I, I I wanted to relieve Matt and Rachel of all of my talk about ah man layouts and 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 lettering and 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 you know uh, anatomy and framing and and here's what about these pencils and this kind of coloring um so that's if if you're if you're curious about creating comics and uh have any interest in that you can go check out comic book workshop um where you'll probably hear an ad for this show as well so that will be like this weird cycle that'll keep you bouncing back and forth like a tennis ball
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. Yeah,
2: <laughs> tennis balls. Um, so you can go check that out. You can check out the rest of our stuff at thatmightbecool.com. dot com. Um, I don't know, guys. There, is there anything anything else we got to say? Thanks, you know, thanks to thanks to Mike C. The Mater D. Uh, for for the music contributions to our show. We appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, been, he's a good guy. He's a great guy. I don't know him, yeah. but he's a great guy. I do. He's a good guy. Matt's, Matt's old bud. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should have him on the show sometime to talk about what was go what what he was thinking of when when he concocted the music that is now used in the Savage Land.
0: Um, I can guarantee you he doesn't remember. Good, because he was high <laughs> as fuck. Yeah, I mean uh, that was fifteen years ago, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he was high as fuck. Probably. <laughs> Oh, man. Good to to get back together and and record an episode. It's it's been too long. I was itching. Itching? Yeah, but I was itching for separate reasons. It's just, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: He just happened to be itching while wanting to record (laughs) as well.
2: Yeah. The itching and the longing were kind of, you know, coinciding, but not really causing... (laughs)
1: itching and longing should not be in the same (laughs) sentence
2: (laughs) itching and longing sounds like my autobiography (laughs) (laughs) all right folks we thank you for listening once again uh for those new listeners we thank you for listening for the first time and for those listeners who are deciding not to ever listen to an episode again we'll miss you um and uh we we hope you've enjoyed your time in the savage land